Welcome back. This is Chris. Gas prices are so damn high. Maybe it's time to buy my first electric vehicle, which, by the way, the first electric vehicle was created in 1832. So, Brad, are you getting on the bandwagon? Is it a bandwagon or an electric wagon? And who invented it? Like, you should put that stat in there. And did you know that this week's episode is brought to you by the word laggard, which when used as an adjective means lagging or tending to lag, slow, especially compared to others of the same kind. When used as a noun, it's someone or something that lags or lingers. Someone or something that is slow, especially compared to others of the same kind. James, I have to tell you, I've noticed in the history of this podcast that you are a laggard. Ouch, that hurts. It deeply offends, but not really. I'm comfortable with that. Thank you, everybody. This week, uh, this is James, and this is our weekly Whiskey and Widgets podcast, where your whiskey is pot distilled and your widget tracks your life. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another week's uh, episode. Uh, you know, we're always looking forward for people to interact with us. By the way, new statistics. Um, uh, we have listeners in Italy. So there's more listeners in Italy and Germany. So they're kind of like this whole kind of race. <laughs> you know, we get more listeners from different places. But um, uh, anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, interact with us via Instagram, uh, Whiskey and Widgets. Uh, if you uh, don't have um, Instagram, <laughs> you can certainly email us at whiskeyandwidgets at gmail.com. So welcome back, everybody. More Thank listeners for, in more places. Thank you for yes. getting that out there. And if you're in Italy, send me pizza because my two favorite <laughs> things to eat are sushi and pizza. So if we can get some people from Japan to listen and send me some sushi, it'd probably be rotten by the time it got here. But just throwing that out there. Oh, there you go. And James. They, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. James, do you, do you know why you're a laggard? Tell me. Because... You know, uh, I, I see that you have a fancy new setup, but you're like 12 weeks behind the rest of us. This is fair. Uh, I am sometimes slow to adopt things for myself. So very fair. But, uh, and I'm so excited. Yeah. My drink tonight. My drink tonight. Nah, I've been I'm, practicing. I've been I practicing. Just have, I have one important question about your drink tonight, Brad. You gonna make yourself a sour? <laughs> no, I thought I thought we were. See, no, it's okay. That's all right. Because that's not what we had discussed last week. He's gonna give you that. If he's gonna give you a hard time, I knew I'm he would give you a hard time. I should just know. James, maybe at this rate, you should probably just send me a sour mix. <laughs> I could just go make some in my kitchen and then drop it in my mailbox, and you'd probably get it faster. Yes, yes, that's what I was saying. You could put it in uh, dried ice, dried ice. So, Mr. Chris, what do you have? I gave mine away last week. I'm holding true to it, but I'll reveal it when I'm there. Okay. Um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm not going to be lame, but um, 
I'm drinking the same as I had last week. So I'm drinking whistle pig uh, rye. It's 12 year whistle pig rye. Um, straight, neat, however you want to. So say straight it. or neat is without ice or rocks yep. or steel balls. Straight well, from the bottle. So specifically, <laughs> Saying that it's straight or neat, you're, you're basically you're saying like I just want it with nothing in it. It's not nothing. just it's yes. it's not just saying there's no ice, right? So like straight is I just want this. Just give me the liquor. Neat could still have something else in it. It's just there's no ice. Yeah. So, so like, straight is nothing. Neat is could have like a little lemon in it. But yeah. No so you could be like, listen, give me a whistle pig twelve year you know, neat. Um, or I could say, give me a whistle pig 12 year with lemon neat. I just don't want ice in it. The thing is, I don't think I ever really hear anybody say it that way, even though supposedly you can. Uh, most people take straight and neat to be synonyms. I, I, I believe that. I believe that because I've had um, drinks served neat, but they put it in a uh, cold container. So to, mm -hmm. to have a nice and cool rather yeah, than sure. room temperature, but it's considered neat. Um, and I've had other things on it, but just not, there's just no ice. And, well. and speaking of which, I forgot my, I forgot my rocks. I'll be right back. He has rocks. Literal. I have, I have ice. So I'm going to put my ice, two ice cubes into my cup. And this week I revealed last week that I'll have the whistle pig piggyback, hundred percent rye aged six years. So I'm going to, See how this tastes. I have to so pour you, it first so without spilling it. it. I haven't, haven't opened it. it. No, I have not opened it. I just opened it now for this podcast. So I'm going to pour it. Oh, it actually made a good sound. Did you hear that? I did not hear that. But going, tell me what you think about it, though. It's, it'd be your, I have is to, your first whistle pig? Whistle pig. Yes, my, my first whistle pig ever. I have to um, do what James told me to do last week. I have to shut my eyes. But before we get into me tasting this i do want to tell you that william morrison from des moines moines i can't pronounce those des moines, of the country. des moines <laughs> iowa moines. created the first electric vehicle in the u.s in 1896 and it was a little more than electrified wagon so that whole bandwagon electric wagon you see what i did there chris i just wanted yes, to point that out to you mr yes. fact finder and i'm the fact checker ready james i'm gonna shut my eyes Swirl and smell. Sip. Remember, he's the baby of the whiskey drinker here. See how long the flavor's there? Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's still there. Mm. Oh, now it's... Mm. It's, mm. it's in my throat a little. Now it's on my lips. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Let me do it again. I, uh, I, I think I like the proper 12 a little better, but. Well, there's a difference between the two. The other one's like three years. By the way, it's called, it is, it's proper number 12 um, after checking it out. So oh, it's so not you had, proper you had no 12? <laughs> proper no 12. This is, this, this is good. This is good. I like this whistle pig. You guys are turning me on to the whiskey bandwagon. I like it. James. What do you have over there in uh, Des Moines? So what I have tonight is I have Whistlepig's Piggyback Rye. 
which is their six year. I also have Whistlepig's Old World Rye, which is their 12 year. So if you and put those together, is that an 18? No, no that's not. Can how you that mix works. them? What happens so if you mix them? You, 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 you get a blended whiskey um, and you should not do that because you would have a blended six year whiskey at that point. Um, it's not additive. It's of the youngest. It's aged based off the youngest whiskey involved in the product. But I don't even know that you could do it that way because this is a bottled whiskey and you normally do the blending before bottling. Um, well, what if you poured 75% 12-year, 25% 6-year? What do you get? You get a 6-year blend. 6-year blend, yeah. I, I think you get a 12. No, no you, get a, you get an 11. You go to the lowest lowest no that's yeah value if you have a if you have a 10-year whiskey in a bottle and you keep it for another 10 years it's still just a 10-year whiskey that's 10 years old and well if you mix two whiskeys together it's aged based off of the youngest of the whiskeys involved i want to be a little rebellious tonight therefore i dare double dog triple dog dare you to mix in one glass well, maybe, maybe a little bit. I'm going to start by actually enjoying the product as it stands. Uh, I'll note the well, piggyback. At some point this evening, at some point this evening, not your first drink, but at some yeah. point, or maybe your third drink, you can do one of each. Then So, so tonight I'm, I'm doing this with a rock in each, so they're a little bit chilled, because that's my preference with Whistle Pig. Um, I might play with it in the snifter a little bit later, but what I get off the nose on the piggyback rye is actually surprisingly like crisp apple on the nose and a bit of vanilla. Those are the primary scents I'm getting off of it. My, my nose There's a little bit of caramel like smell. Yes, yes. And then you I got think. your spice coming behind that for like the yes. rye spice. So those are the, that's what the I get apple. on the smell from the whistle pig rye or the whistle pigs piggyback rye. I, I think all of them have a really good caramel uh, smell. It, it, it's 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 nice smell yeah it's actually this is surprisingly smooth i think for a six year um the product isn't heavily expensive but the th here's the fun thing about this product the whistle pig six year piggyback this is their entry level product it's a mid-range price point from my perspective it's it's not an entry level price point this isn't rail right um Overall, flavor profile doesn't have a, a ton of depth compared to Sunrise. Um, it's actually a fair bit sweet, uh, which is interesting. I'm, I'm taking notes, James, so that eventually I'll be able to describe my whiskey as articulately as you do. I know well, like what to say, like the swirl in my nose, the aftertaste. <laughs> I'm not an expert, guys. I'm just... A little bit further on the journey than you are right now, Brad. The, and I, the I appreciate is, you taking me along. The important thing is finding things you can compare it to and how do you describe it and what does it remind you of? Because most of the descriptors, like, when I smell this, it reminds me of crisp apple. It doesn't precisely smell like an apple, but it reminds me of crisp apple. Ah, I um, see what you're doing there. And so when I first opened it, I actually was getting a lot of on the nose where I was like, is this a brandy? It's like that level of sweet on the nose. 
Um, the, I, I could have thought this was like an Applejack. This is an exaggeration, but it's a very sweet on the nose. I understand your point and that you take it on the nose. So, so there is a pro- there is a process of um, uh, test uh, tasting whiskey. There's a, a specific process. Now, this is according to WineEnthusiast.com. Now, this is coming from a wine enthusiast. I don't know if I trust them. <laughs> Nothing against this company. Uh, from a wine drinker and how to taste uh, whiskey, but there's a process. They said tasting isn't the same as drinking, so you're gonna have to taste it. Uh, don't use a wine glass to to drink whiskey. Observe the color. <laughs> Give it a smell gently. Sip small and savor and mention about the finish uh add water or ice if desired and repeat and last but not least is try a flight that's apparently the process of tasting whiskey i don't know if i agree that, with that that but... sounds like a, a former beer drinker who runs a yeah. wine site telling you how to drink it <laughs> i go with what james said because i looked up on the world whiskey day first thing you're supposed to examine the appearance Check yes. out the viscosity. You shake it how James said. He told me to swirl it. Then you do the sniffing. But they do say, James, you're supposed to cover it as you swirl it. Then you yeah. take your hand off and you sniff it. And then, as you said, the first taste. Take a good sip of your whiskey. Taste comes from the tongue while flavor comes from your nose. So breathe to aid your orthonasal perception. Take in the texture and swallow. So, so you have to take in the texture and then swallow. Don't swallow, then take in the texture. Agreed. Also, I don't even know what I just said there. What you just said, taken out of context, is a clip that someone's going to have a lot of fun with later. So I'm looking forward to like the <laughs> what happens with this when people t- take Brad out of context. Uh, <laughs> let me see if we can start a trend with that. That just shows you how our society is. is you can take any small clip and take it out of context and think that somebody said something else. Here's the fun part of all of this. There's no real wrong answers. Like, I'm I'm still kind of nursing this piggyback right now, and I'm getting a lot of interesting things considering the overall, like, what it is. Um, I feel like the main flavor, as opposed to, like, how it finishes... The flavor itself is there quickly and then gone, and then it moves directly into its finish for me. Um, very much so, it's just like your standard spice. Now, what's more interesting to me, and I'm and I'm getting a lot of like more apple on the nose on that. What do you smell? Like, how would you? There's that brightness, Brad, right? That fruity flavor or or scent. What do you attribute it to? I'm, I I kind of say apple. One moment, please. I have to have my eyes shut while I smell it. Yep. <clears throat> apple your juice. Happy place. It's apple juice for me in terms of uh, smell. If you, if you, you know, do you know what I apple. I, I picture a campfire, not a campfire. I picture myself sitting at a lodge at a ski mountain after a long day of skiing around the fire, just sipping the whiskey, warming my heart in my stomach, in my esophagus after a long day of skiing. Uh, Flavor, I get the little cinnamon. I get a little cinnamon caramel. James, you are a magician. You are taking 
and novice like myself and teaching me the ways of the whiskey magician. That's your new name, the whiskey magician. <laughs> so interestingly, just some some quick feedback on what uh, you might expect from the piggyback according to Whistlepig. They describe on the nose that it's supposed to have fresh cinnamon, black peppercorn, a hint of tangerine and grapefruit zest. And and I don't get tangerine or grapefruit zest. For me, it's a lot more in that apple space, right? I, I did but, what you said. I shut my eyes and imagined, and I got the cinnamon, but I got a little caramel. I really yeah, did. So, so I can definitely say it's easy to get caramel or caramel, if you want to say it that way. Um, and for clarification, the, I'm having the whistle pig piggyback six is what I'm yep. discussing. So shifting over to the 12 years, some feedback on what I think, what I think there. I think that the scent on the nose, it's a lot, a lot more caramel than the piggyback. Um, but there's a, a more interesting fruit that I think I don't, I'd almost go ahead and say that it's like more like a fresh plum than an apple or, or like one of those, um, what is that called? Pomelo? Is that the fruit? I, I forget the name of it. One of those like weird hybrid apple fruits. It's more of what I get there. Um, taste for the, 12 year old rye. Speaking of drinks while you're doing that, a lychee martini is my favorite drink. It has to be made with real lychees. Uh, what liquor do you put in there? Mm. I've only made them at home once. I usually find a good sushi place that has them ah. and then I make that my home. Instead of using, um, Instead of using gin or vodka for a lychee martini, you should use um, a lychee soju. Beautiful lychee martini. No, 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 no. Vodka, my friend. Vodka runs through my veins. I, I will have to say I made a mistake with this whiskey. I gave you my synopsis off the first taste early on. Then when I did additional tastes, that's when I was able to get the caramel. So I, it goes with what I always say. Try something once. It's the second time that matters because the first time you have to get the nerves out. So I think I, I should have had a sample before we started well no what you can do is actually continue to see how it develops and evolves because guys add a drop of water in your whiskey now all of a sudden it's like a different whiskey because it opens it up then james you, i'm not fancy like you ice. i have ice cubes i'm getting a little water eh, well yeah. have you tried brad have you tried it just without ice to see what your what it tastes like where have you been for the last 17 minutes I just opened the bottle. This is the first time I've had it. I put ice in it. You can answer your well, own question. Try, try another, try another glass. Hold on. Hold Without on. That ice. Let me suck it all down. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a that water controversy. Everyone talks about that, about the, you know, should you put a splash of water or ice? uh on whiskey uh, i mean to me it, it, it doesn't really matter the, um, the problem is is you guys are going to turn me into a whiskey drink i'll drink this whole bottle but i had <laughs> after last week i will be honest with you i had one vodka drink since last week um i had a couple high new like one vodka soda 
and then uh now whiskey. I did, I did have whiskey, like two two shots of whiskey, like with dinner a couple nights. And you guys are slowly turning me over into uh, the dark liquor. I was always used to be a you know a big fan of the clear liquor, and I would stay away from the darks. And now, after listening to James, the whiskey magician, explain to me all of this knowledge, I'm actually liking it. I feel like a man. Dude. I'm glad you're liking the whiskey life. Passion I think there's whiskey life. I think there's something to be said about just like being able to appreciate the details in it. And and here's what I find as as you explore things in life, the more you can dig in to appreciate the finer details of a specific facet of your life, the more your overall life becomes enriched. And that's to me kind of part of the why this is a worthwhile journey. So in a similar way, this week, I want us to talk about a product called Life360, which is a widget that's intended for helping you with your life. So uh, have either of you guys ever heard of this? I've heard of it, but... I was um, chewing ice, I'm sorry. I never used empty it. my ice so I could drink with nothing in it. So Life360 is an app that fits a kind of weird market niche. It is intended as kind of like a family tracking, safety, like where are your kids, what's happening, you know, track what's going on on those family phones or family devices. That's kind of what it's intended for. But here's the neat thing. Its API lets you integrate it into a lot of other apps. So I don't have any kids, I, nor do I intend to become a parent. Um, and so right now, I still use this app because it has some cool functionality. Are you uh, tracking where your wife goes? Yes, but I'm also tracking where Why? I go. Because of home automation. So normally, a lot of smart things... Not we're gonna to have a, we're gonna have a lot of fun with product this one. called smart things for anybody that's into home automation. A lot of IoT, Internet of Things stuff, is intended for a single person and a single device. So let's just say, for example, I want to automatically turn off all my lights or adjust my heat when everyone has left the house, not just when I leave the house. Well, by default, it's gonna track my phone, not somebody else's. And so what I can do is I can start using this app to track everybody, and then I can use if this, then that conditional logic to then trigger routines on all my other stuff. Or I can leverage something like we've talked about Alexa in the past to, to handle all of that automation, but leveraging a specific app as the trigger, and in this case, Life360. So Life360, pretty cool app. Um, it is typically a paid app but you can do it for free as long as you don't need a ton of history which in my case i'm not using it for any of its like track your kids stuff i'm just trying to use it so i can automate what I, what's referred to as geofencing Got it. so chris you, you ever do any like geofencing stuff um i do uh but it's usually you know, for my home automation, uh, is that the same thing? Like if I was to 
leave with my phone and a certain parameters in nose to set my cameras to turn on. Um, yes. Or if you yeah. come in, it turns them off or like some bank apps will say if your phone is near where there's a charge on your device. Um, yeah, that's what that's like. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, this product is an interesting one. You might want to like take a take a quick look at it. I'm looking it up see, now as you speak. You, you can see you what think, it does. Do you think fact checker isn't the quickest Google person on the planet? You are <laughs> the best fact fact checker I know, Brad. I, so. I'm on this right now. It's a San Francisco-based company. Um, but here's here's the interesting thing, and this is kind of why I think this is a really good widget for us, because sometimes an application, a widget or a tool has an intended purpose, but it can be leveraged for things outside of what the maker of that product is specifically intending and still yes. fit a need for you. And this is where I'm using this product for the the ancillary feature that's required in order for the product to work. And I don't care about any of their main features. And as a result, I don't have to worry about you know any subscriptions because I'm just going to use their free tier. I... I'm with you on this. Like the first thing that I thought of, I like the location-based tracking. We'll talk about some exploits soon because a couple things come to mind when you talk about this. The location-based tracking, I think, is great because if you go into the Apple ecosystem with the tracking, I don't want to digress from your Life 360. Whereas if you share your location of, with your children, with your family members, if someone's coming to meet you and they share their location for an hour or a certain period of time, you can see where they are so you can plan for them. I think that's great. This whole, I don't know too much about the Life 360, but you get into like those Apple tags, right? And the first thing I saw with those Apple tags is like, it's a great concept. And the first thing I thought of, I said, how soon will it be before somebody exploits that technology and starts dropping those tags on people without them knowing? And it's it's unfortunate that you have some of these great conveniences, like you just said, like, you can track your phone to where you are so that when you come home, it will turn the heat on, you know, turn the lights on or turn the lights down. So I realized I kind of skipped over the kind of thesis of what this app is for. So for anyone oh. listening, you're just hearing like, this is how James uses it or how Brad talks about in the tags, a, a quick fill in for you. Life 360 focuses on a lot of like safety and making sure that there's like can be emergency responders to your children if there's an emergency automatic detection of like what could be perceived as a car crash if there's like a fast motion and then quick stop these are all things that the app is looking for to try and help automate safety for your family i and like those i do like those because it's like the fall detection and stuff like that that type of tracking you know when used appropriately i think is very beneficial i use that we talked about when i go hiking you know, that type of stuff where, you know, people can find you even though you can't let them know where you are. So for everyone regarding this particular app, if you've never played with it or if you're looking at how can I up my game on the home automation or make it so that the home automation is more inclusive of the other people that live at the home, check out Life360, check out the integration with other apps. I want th that's what I want to get into because I'm looking on their website. It's life360.com. It's the number one family safety membership. 
what about the integration with other APIs? Like what, the, what ape, excuse me, with their API, what type of information can you get through their API that you can integrate it within an app? Because I have some ideas, Mr. So Chris. the only thing I've used it for is specifically related to the geofencing to be able to say if within, and the, the free plan gives you two locations. So what I was able to do is say, if within the range of my house, and then previously, which isn't as relevant because I, I don't really get, I don't have another office that I go to, but what often makes sense is like your work, if within range of office, or maybe you have a second home, or maybe you have uh, your, your in-laws house or whatnot, whatnot you'd, you could be able to do things where you say, if everyone, or if more two or more people are in different spaces, and you can build that logic like you don't build it through Life360, you integrate Life360 with a different app like If This Then That, which I suppose um, wasn't really the intent of what I wanted to share here today, but If This Then That is a really cool conditional logic if-then statement that you can make against pretty much any IoT thing. It's been around for a long time. Now, it used to be effectively completely free forever. It's now got a cost if you go more than five applets or five integrations. Um, so it's five bucks a month if you want 20 and then 10 bucks a month if you want unlimited apps. It used to just always be free. So is that the pricing for the Life360? Because I see the Life360, $0 for the free membership, which gives you two days uh, of location history, two places, SOS help, crash detection, family driving, data breach, and then you have the gold, which is 10 bucks. Days. Yeah, 10 bucks, excuse me, 30 days the, unlimited. The, the pricing I was sharing is the if this, then that pricing. Got it. Is that what they call low code, no code? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's a Pretty good example it. of. So a, a lot of people talk about this low code, no code. And I wanted to know if this, if then this, that, IOT. Yeah, it, it's, yep. it's an idea of making it so you can do some automation for your home using a, a completely online service. Now, there's lots of ways to do home automation. We'll probably have to do a whole episode on this at some point in the future. So, um, a lot of ecosystems. So let, let let me go back and ask you a few questions about this Life 360. I, for for someone that have you know multiple devices, um, you know kids that have cell phones now. Uh, my kids have cell phones now. Um, so what's the different? I mean, can you use Life 360 across different type of device? What I mean by that is if you have iOS iPhone user, and then you have a uh, Android user, user um, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Life 360 yeah. works on on both um, both platforms. Um, currently, I'm leveraging it just on Android, but it does also work on Apple. That uh, sounds good. Because yeah, we're a mixture here. Now, another question I have is, what's the difference between this and Google Maps? Because Google Maps track you, by the way. Gives how, you a Google timeline. Maps, uh, how does it track you? Google, it, it, it tra tracks you by timeline. So if you ever use Google Maps, um, there is a menu within Google Maps called Timeline. And it tracks everywhere. Because, you know, from time to time, Google Maps reminds me, hey, remember your trip in Florida three months ago? Here's where you've been. <laughs> Here's the restaurants you stopped. Uh, so it does track it that way. You can also share your location and all that stuff. So I'm curious, 
the Live 360 features, it does have plenty of additional features here, uh, primarily around, you know, uh, safety, um, driving report, help alert, all that stuff. I think that's where maybe the benefits of, you know, uh, using Live 360 where, you know, what Google can provide or even what Apple can provide for device location and so forth. But, um, just I, based on my understanding, looks like that's that's the big difference here, a selling point of this product. So the biggest selling point for it is all of its safety stuff, because that's something that you just you can't get otherwise. Uh, that said, configuring and setting it up so you can do automations, geofencing, leveraging this app where you're able to geofence multiple people in the same space was was very easy to do. And when I first started leveraging this product, there wasn't an option for you to do that as a quick integration with Google Maps. Mm -hmm. Because remember, you're, what I'm specifically trying to do is track multiple identities within the geofence. And especially if you have a family of multiple people, more than, more than just say two, it starts to really become useful to be able to help track it that way. Now, yeah, and I like again, the fact that you can, you know, it doesn't matter which iOS you have or which OS you have, which is good. Yeah. I, Which is good. I Not think to digress that it's from the... to be able to like look at a product and say, hey, how's this going to fit? Does this fit my lifestyle? And right. you can't beat free 99, man. And free 99. Yeah, I like we'll, that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take a momentary pause for me to take a drink of my whiskey without any rocks or any other additive. Therefore, it is straight. Hey, Chris and James. Let's take a quick pause from this episode to tell the listening audience about Buzzsprout. I want to tell them that starting a podcast is one of the best and most enjoyable decisions we've made. We understand that you too may be interested in starting your podcast and that managing a podcast may sound complicated or overwhelming. It certainly was for us at first. That was until we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch into your new podcast adventure. You can start with some gear you already have and a quiet space. Buzzsprout is so good they've helped over 100,000 people launch their podcast. Buzzsprout will help get your podcast into every major podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can find our podcast on all of these platforms thanks to Buzzsprout. Also, with Buzzsprout, you get a great-looking podcast website, audio plays that you can drop onto websites, detailed analytics, promotional tools, and the list goes on and on. Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and videos every week. These resources help you learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people who eat, drink, and breathe it. To start your podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in this podcast show notes. Let Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout is truly an easy-to-use and great way to start a podcast. Shut yeah, let's, let's tell us. What what you think about it? Because there's a big difference. I let it sit for a moment to let it get flavor. Call. What a difference! And what a difference! James is looking at me like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" He, no, James, sure. you either look at me like, like, why did we have him come on here? Uh, no, no. What I, is he I, doing? I'm actually, <laughs> contemplating is is specifically the twelve year that I've been sipping on here. Um, oh, so you drank a six and you drank a twelve? 
Yeah, I drink a six and a twelve here. Okay, so are you going to accept my challenge? Well, this is challenge? this is for the whole world to hear. Yeah, want I to want you it. to mix a fifty-fifty mix of a six and a twelve, with no balls, no rocks, no ice, straight drink. And, right, it, tell it, you what, and does it make I'll a, do a it, brand new drink? And I'll do it in a snifter. Whoa, oh. a snifter. Does that help you smell better? Uh, yeah, so it actually, uh, it's a glass that's, uh, so this is considered a, a snifter or a dram. And uh, what it does is it actually tapers up towards the nose. So it helps pull the, the center of the, of, the, of the scent in at the top of the glass. Is and that so glass specifically for whiskey or can you do it with anything like wine or something? Uh, this is a whiskey dram. This is intended and designed for uh, the smell and experience of, of sipping on a whiskey. Something I, I'll break out when I'm doing a, a really expensive whiskey. It's not something I do with like every whiskey I touch. Got it. So I'm curious. 50-50, if you would, please. I know you're a technical guy, so I, I expect yeah. precise measurements. James, I missed so, you, man. I haven't talked to you in a few <laughs> days. Well, I love talking. had a long weekend. So we're doing a, we're going to do a quarter ounce of whistle pig six year with a quarter ounce of whistle pig 12 year. And I just want to say for the record, my injection, this is a waste of the 12 year. James, it's for science. It's an experiment. You may taste this and put all other preconceived notions about mixing a 12 and a six behind you and say, you know what? That guy, Brad, is pretty smart. He brought me outside of the comfort zone and to experiment with something else. I, I, I'm bringing life to you, James. Don't knock it until you tried it. He's swirling it. Hold on. He's got his fancy snifter. He's spinning it. You got to put your hand on it, James. Oh, he's covering it. I was it with doing his hand. that before I came up to the camera. No, I saw you. You're doing it right. Now he's smelling it with his hand over his nose. You're supposed to have your eyes shut, James. How can you properly smell something if you're looking at Chris? Because you don't need your eyes to smell something, Brad. Did you just put your finger up for me to be quiet? Or are you doing something special? Like you tell me to shh. Like you, these cues I'm trying to. Oh, you want to concentrate. All right. Got it. Interestingly, on the nose, when I combine the two, I'm actually getting a lot of pear as the fruit. It's like morphed a bit. That's weird. Um, Who is? The Jedi Master now. No, I don't. I don't know if it's better. It's just different. Um, oh, I was premature. I should have saved that. Pause, Chris. Cut it. Let's do that at pause the end. A moment. Yeah, pause. <laughs> pause. Yeah, I get. I get some pair. The the caramel's muted, but it's not bad. I mean, it has a lot of the body. The other two in the nose the same. Let's go ahead and try it. Wow, the faces. He's turning his head side to side. His tongue's coming out. He's don't you have don't you have to sniff coffee just before you taste and something else to kind of neutralize? I, I don't I don't have coffee in the house. Also, I've never 
I've never heard that, but that might be a, a good thing. I thought you were supposed to suck um, on a coffee bean, Chris. Brad? Or ginger? This is marketably worse than either of them by themselves, and I don't know why. <laughs> I take that statement under protest because you were this, just purposefully trying to contradict me. Because no, you no. Are no, no. Let me explain why I say you, that. You finally get a fancy microphone. The spice flavor of the, the rye coming. is like completely backseated. The, so when I say spice flavor, I'm talking about things like uh, like a caramel um, uh, or like a, that rye spice flavor, that the, the flavors of the actual rye grain are completely taking a backseat. The caramel is muted out. The acetone is actually like a lot higher burn than either, which I don't know why that would happen. It doesn't make sense. Maybe I did something weird here. I'm not sure. And then from a flavor perspective, drop some water in this. You put some water in there? Yeah. Why? Oh, dang. You just like down that thing? I thought you were supposed to sip on that. I am sipping on it. It's a dram. I have to like really tip it. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, you look like you just tipped the whole thing over. <laughs> I think I'm ending up with this kind of like weird middle ground. Um, you know, you know what like a smoker's leather jacket smells like? Where it's oh, like that leather that smell. smoke is nasty. That's like got that nasty... <laughs> Not a good smoke, but like someone's old cigarette inside of leather. Yeah, it's got yeah, some yeah. of that going on right now. Like eighties on the palate. Um, but it finishes really light. Probably because of the six year. <clears throat> so, so gonna, you're trying to tell me that it's not all that bad? It, I would never do this again. Um. <laughs> But I'm going to try to make a cocktail out of one of these in just a minute. Um, I'm going to do a quick sour just to demonstrate to Brad that he should get his stinking simple syrup, go make some, it's just sugar and water, and then you can make yourself a sour. Uh, That said, I'm going to jump back to the 12 here in a second. Chris, what are your thoughts? You've been drinking piggyback, uh, or sorry, were you doing the six or the twelve right now? You're doing the twelve. Twelve. The old 12? I'm doing the twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been hearing Brad and I go back and forth about this. What are your thoughts? I have no thoughts, man. I haven't tried the six here um, either. I think I I did at a restaurant, but I've never. Uh, I don't. I can't remember what it tastes like, but. Um, I can't imagine mixing a 12 and 6 in if it's if it goes down smooth it's probably because of the 6 year. I think that's the, I think the 6 that's would make it take. more smooth than the 12. Yeah. I mean, what? drinking the 12 year right now it's it's very um uh, it is pretty strong. Um you know, going down it it's pretty rough, but it's still good. Um but I am drinking straight Anyway, so I have no, I don't have any ice in there uh, right now. So, yeah. The the interesting thing here is, 
Um, Whistlepig is a blended rye, right? So they blend their their end result. And it's like the 12 year that we're doing is finished in a wine cask. Do you think you can tell the finish is in a wine cask? I'll have to drink a lot to be able to tell the difference. I, uh, no, I, I would not be able to tell the difference. I will say an interesting thing. So the piggyback is, is pot distilled, but not finished in a wine cask. And I think that's part of the difference between the two. And I'm not such a professional taster that I can be like, hey, mm, yes. And I can tell that the tree that was made for the cask came from this area of this region. And no, nah, I'm not I'm not that good. Um, sometimes when you hear people like go on and on like that, they're like, this guy's ridiculous. Some some of you listening might be thinking these guys are ridiculous because when you taste whiskey, you're just like it tastes like whiskey and all whiskeys taste the same. I would encourage, regardless of where on that spectrum you are, to ask yourself more about what you're tasting and experiencing in life. Which spectrum are you talking about? Of the autistic one. Okay, thank you. I, I did drop some ice back in here because I do like a little chill. That's just like with vodka. I do like vodka cold. I will put it in the freezer sometimes. I do like it with ice. Could I freeze whiskey? Like when I say freeze, I don't mean does it freeze. I'm saying can I put it in the freezer and have it chilled? Does it taste better or is it supposed to be room temperature? Did we discuss this before? Any liquor that you put in the freezer, as long as it's over, I believe, 40%, is not going to freeze. Here's the important thing, though. You don't typically need your whiskey to be that cold. Um, I like to freeze liquors that I don't like to try and make it so that they're palatable. So temperature can shift and change the perception of the flavors that you get, and it'll open them up or close them down. And um, if you freeze, if you put a liquor in a freezer, that chill effect will actually smooth out a really acetone-heavy liquor, which is why it's common to put vodka in a freezer, because vodka is a neutral grain alcohol, doesn't have a lot of flavor, and the whole point of it is it's just going to get you there. And <laughs> you put it in the freezer... And it gets you there with a little bit less burn on your it's throat. It's tipsy. Uh, Low-proof liquors like Irish cream that come in around 20% alcohol make it slushy in the freezer, but will not solidify. Any type of booze that is above 32% alcohol or 64 proof should be okay to store at sub-freezing temperature for an indefinite period of time. Science. All right. So there you go. Fact, Power friends. 32%, not 40%. I'm still not going to freeze a liquor that's less than 40%, but go ahead and you live your life on the edge, 32%. I just had to look it up. <laughs> um, so Google here's the question. Food is amazing. What'd you say? Now that you know this, what are you going to do with your whiskey? Are you going to keep it in the freezer or are you going to keep it at room temperature? No, I will keep it at room temperature because okay. I prefer it that way. But this whole, I'm like, I've been reading about this Life 360 as we've been speaking. So many things. It has like the data protection. Not that I'm like pushing it, but I like the try. I don't know if I'd go with this type of service from reading it personally. But. So I, something we didn't really talk about that's worth noting as long as we were highlighting this app today. There's emergency assistance, like I'd almost call it like insurance or protection that comes with it. 
and they have an identity theft protection component of this product, which identity protection, depending on the, the vendor that you're going through, can actually be an expensive and or really cheap service, depending on your perspective, but like generally a couple bucks to like 20 bucks a month, depending on the service. So if you do the $10 a month Life360 and it comes with identity protection, it might be a good fit for you if you need that. Here's a call out though. I've not vetted out the identity protection service. I don't know if it's actually good service, if it has good limits or any of that kind of information or what it'll actually do in the event of identity theft. Well, but I have a challenge for you then. Worthwhile to look you, at if you, you're interested. You in have the service. Let's get you to publish your name, address, and social security number on this podcast and turn on this identity <laughs> theft protection to see if it happens. No. All right. <laughs> um, generally speaking, uh, I'm sure it's not going to be that hard for somebody to figure out who I am. Uh, we're, we're pretty open overall. Uh, but I, I, I'm not so bold as to want to try and publish that out. Listen, I've, I've, I've gone to conferences where people have been like, you know, give me your information and we'll demonstrate that I can get the rest of your information. But you have to sign this waiver that like you're OK with the fact that we're going to be publishing all your information. And it's not that hard to get somebody's identity. No. Dude, I, However, I, I, my yeah. parents always told me don't borrow trouble. I'm going to go ahead and not borrow trouble here today. I like that saying. I like that saying. I, I like that too. Um, talking about identity and finding out identity, um, I, my cousin texted me the other night, uh, the, a true story, true story. And um, she had reached out to me via text. I just want to say I'm almost... glad that we know that you're telling a true story about your cousin <laughs> texting you. I would have naturally assumed you were lying if you hadn't told me. <laughs> Hey, I got to call it out because there's so many conspiracy theories out there. But uh, hey, yeah, I got this is a true, true story. Um, so she texted me. I don't normally hear from her unless we're there's a family gathering. She texted me. A story, uh, she texted me and she said, hey, you know, how do I find out someone's texting my boyfriend? Um, harassing uh, him, leaving voicemail. And they're trying to figure out who is it coming from? And uh, but they just have the phone number. I did I, I did uh, recommend them a, a product called Spokio. I don't know if you guys hear about that. And all you need is just a small piece of information and uh, it will find out who that is. So if you just have the phone number, uh, they will find out that the, the, the product itself will research who owns it, where they live, what they do, all the social media connection. It is crazy. Um, so, but so uh, if you know the phone weird. number, it'll use white pages to find out who they are and then search for their social media accounts. Uh, well, I, my understanding, there's more to that. And I've only used the product like six years ago. Um, What's it called? Spokio, S-P-O-K-E-O.com. And um, I'd found out about this product because um, I had a I used to work with with somebody had used this product uh, when she was dating uh, while well, she was dating because she anytime that she went out on a date she would use this product to find out if this person had any records. I was like, man, that's that's terrible. You you know you, you probably have to uh, look at other dating sites if that's your biggest concern. But um. And the product has grown since then. It's used everywhere, um, but 
it's pretty interesting of the results it gives you. But um, yeah, check it out. I, I'm, again, I've used it one time, but that was a long time ago. So I'm sure the service is much better now. But um, yeah, man, I any, just, anybody uh, can. I just checked out yeah. the service using one of my phone numbers. And uh, I can you tell someone you right else's. now, based off what it's showing, it's got of the one, two, three, seven points of information it's showing me right now uh it is completely wrong about <laughs> at least three of them so oh, three of them how it picked up seven returns see uh, yeah so it, it it tells you like relatives that i found how many addresses are related to it um what it's phone been featured everywhere by the way cnbc new york times you guys are opening up a whole new thing. You started talking about a little conspiracy, but then you went into this whole dating thing. Get the right guest, and I'll get on you. Get excuse me, Brad. You don't need to get on me. I'm, I'm, we're already <laughs> friends. We don't need to. Go I'll to that get level. get. Excuse me. Oh, you guys gave me too much whiskey. Get the right. <laughs> I can't even talk. He <laughs> drank a whole half a bottle already. Look at that guy. Well, because I'm used to drinking vodka drinks, so I've been pouring the whole glass. You guys didn't tell me I'm supposed to just pour a little sip. Get <laughs> yeah, the right whiskey, guest okay? <laughs> on here with me, and we will talk about dating sites and the dating experience with this whole... I, I have, like, you know, some stories that I could share. If we get like somebody else who has been in there and you can just cross those stories. And I even have a lot of friends who like after they got divorced, both male and female, that had some interesting stories. I had one friend who was a stand up and she would actually incorporate some of her dates into her material. And they were true stories and they were funny as funny can be. I'm so excited. I just spilled my whiskey all over. I gotta grab but you, you guys are responsible uh, for finding the guest that I can go back with and we'll just have... James, what are you wearing? Cow pants? <laughs> he wearing hear you. Cow pants? <laughs> it must be warm out there. <laughs> Did you see? He has like little cow, like not cow, but like the cow print. Like there's not cows pattern. on them, but it's like black and white. Yes, the cow pattern, like fuzzy <laughs> pants. Like that's, that's hilarious. He's not here. He was supposed to make a cocktail out of his uh, blended whiskey. So maybe that he just spilled it. This is like the second episode no, no he's coming back something. with his ice and his little rag probably to wipe that up james can you hear me now yeah uh, are those cow print pants what are those cow print <laughs> pants no what are they what's the print i want you to take a picture of those pants and post them please on instagram <laughs> yes i want that print on there i i, I, I feel like I feel, I feel like you're propositioning me in a weird way here, Brad. I, James, I don't know if I'm I don't comfortable care if you, you just you just have to do your thigh. I don't care about the like your full body. I just want to see what this print is. You look like you're wearing a cow print pair of fuzzy pajamas to me. They are, in fact, cranes. Oh, you're uh, so way off. <laughs> listen, I'm blind. By this time of the evening, like from standing at the computer all day. Oh, they are cranes. <laughs> Take crane. a picture though. Take a picture near and far because from afar, when you were walking away, I thought you were wearing cow print. Cow prints. Oh, it's just a pattern. It's just a pattern. Oh, jeez. What are you doing now, James? You're making a uh, mixed drink out of your 
18 yeah. year whistle pick. So I'm going to go ahead and make myself a whiskey sour out of the piggyback rye. Because waiting. I, I do need to get the whiskey sour mix. Um, how much bo- how much left do you have in your bottle there, Brad? Uh, council has advised me that answering that question would violate the rights granted to me underneath <laughs> the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Therefore, I respectfully decline to answer that question. Next question, please. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, okay, I have another question for you. For someone who drives, they call pickup truck. Who happens? It happens to be that pickup truck happens to be like the one of the worst uh, gas uh thing gas it's a gas guzzler um so we think about the cost of uh gas prices has that hurting you um fortunately I truck. Not, fortunately i do not drive too far because i've had that vehicle for several months and i just went in several months meaning over six and i just went in for my five thousand mile uh oil change uh i right. did have to make a a thousand miles a month that's that's like average no no, you, uh, average is what fifteen thousand miles a year. I I just hit five thousand and I had it over six months, so that's I'm averaging seven thousand. Oh, I'm averaging seven thousand miles per year. But to go back to your question, I did calculate. Uh, I don't know if we spoke about it on here, but I know I spoke about with you. Uh, uh, Jesus, I spoke about it with you personally that I had to make a long drive, and I. Got it. Almost rented a vehicle because it was cheaper for me to rent a vehicle and pay for the gas than it was to Ouch. put gas in my vehicle. But what I ended up doing was borrowing somebody's car. So I calculated that for that trip, it would have cost me close to $300 in gas. And a rental Ouch. car would have been $100 for the entire weekend and probably about $36 in gas. But I ended, uh, ended up borrowing a friend's car uh, that got good gas mileage and it only cost me $36 so I didn't have to do the that there was that before the price increase or hike uh that was within the past what two to three weeks so you're paying right now where you're at is it like just under six dollars gallon no I think it's around 450 here oh you have the best one then out here it's like almost six dollars a gallon it's crazy well, so we're we are just around like the 460 450 mark right now in wisconsin so chris how does that work man like how does what work with all the different prices i mean you know my understanding the gas price demand and distribution and all that stuff what is that face james yeah this is amazing how is it what is that really blended sour James, blended. James, who is your mentor now? <laughs> Was it blended though? No, no. I I just did the I just I just did the piggyback. I didn't use the nasty thing Brad told me to do. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I, so angry. I wish I had whiskey sour mix. Please, somebody send me whiskey sour mix because I can't find it. Just Jim. make it, bro. Lemon juice, <laughs> sugar, sugar, and water. I That's have it. all of those. How long does it take? I can make that mix right now. Do we have time? It's 10 minutes. 15 seconds. You literally just seconds. have to take the water and put it in a pot, bring it to a boil, add the sugar, stir it, 
let it cool off. That's it. That's all you got to do. That makes it a simple How syrup. much water? How much sugar? It's just a ratio. It, if you want James, a, I was asking for the ratio. Yeah. So if you want a simple syrup, then it's going to be a one-to-one water. I to wish sugar. I had wireless because I'd take it over to the stove and do this while we were and talking. And if you have a rich syrup, it's a two-to-one. Two-to-one what? Two-to-one water so to two sugar? sugar, one water. What do you do about lemons? Well, that's that's separate. So you make your simple syrup, and then you can your sour mix is just syrup and lemon juice. Can we speed and things up and I put it in the microwave? Most most people do a one to one ratio. They do one syrup and one lemon juice. But the thing is, I actually prefer a rich syrup. So that's a two to one ratio there. But I'll do a half ounce of that with one ounce of lemon juice. So that means I'm using one and a half ounces of liquid but I'm getting the same sugar content of doing a one-to-one, which is the normal ratio. But that means that I have a more condensed flavor profile in the actual end result. So I prefer to do a one ounce of lemon juice and a half ounce of a rich syrup. Specifically right now, I'm doing a Demerara, which is pairing really well with the piggyback. And then that overall gives you a equal ratio because you'd normally be doing a um a two ounce of the lemon simple with a with a two ounce there right what i think you need to do is give get a set of test tubes and make these different mixes and send them to me and then when you go to the post office and they ask you if you have anything perishable or flammable in there or a liquid say no <laughs> how about we just do a get together at some point. We'll just cook together. We'll turn our camera on. You'll go in the in the kitchen. I'll go in my kitchen, and then I'll I'll just walk through it with you. I could make, we'll make this setup. I could do this setup in the kitchen. I could move this. I could actually probably move it now. But no, we don't have the time. I don't think. Mm. All right. So, I think we started talking about. Some interesting stuff there as it relates to gas prices and what's happening in that space. I know. And I think that's a, a fun topic that we don't necessarily have enough time to fully explore anymore because we spent so much time talking about piggyback rye and uh, Brad's bad ideas. So um, <laughs> that's, uh, the, that's, the, that's the episode's title. Brad's and Chris was gaslighting us. Gaslighting. <laughs> wow. Next um, week, I return back to water, by the way. So you had two no, weeks. No, no, no. You whiskey. can't go back to water. We know everybody knows that you have whiskey in the house. You can't just go back to water. Actually, if you recall, I bought four bottles. So I have two yeah, more. See? Yeah. There you go. If you go back to water, we need a doctor's note. <laughs> My name is Dr. Brad. Tell me, James. Not that kind of doctor. This is a family-friendly show. Actually, it's not, but pretend for <laughs> Hardly. Uh, if it's a family-friendly show, then I'm submitting my resignation now. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Hardly. Chris? Would you let your, you I, I, your kids listen I think, to the show? I think it's... Yeah, we don't say anything bad. We need to up the game a little bit. We need to make... Right now, we're like rated G. Like, poll the audience, Chris. You need to like put a poll or something somewhere, somehow. Like, do we need to up the game a little bit? And we'll do. Are you going like, to open a Twitter account for for whiskey and widgets? Oh, I just started using Twitter. 
I just started using Twitter. I use Twitter more for just news, but uh, news alerts and stuff like that. But we should create one. I think so. Brad, you want to create one? I'll do the Twitter. Just send me a note to yes. remind me to do it. So bringing us backwards. <laughs> to I'm sorry, James. Thank you. We always need one responsible adult in the group. I, yeah, I'm here for you. Uh, earlier, Brad was, you know, making fun of Chris for his desire of getting an electric vehicle. Quick call out. With the gas prices you have out by you, Chris, electric vehicle seems kind of attractive, frankly. It it does, man. So it's so, so expensive. If you did get an electric vehicle, I'm assuming you'd go Tesla or what would you do? Just get like a random Ford truck um, instead? That's that is a interesting question because you know the Cybertruck is in production and and I actually put my name uh you know reserved for a Cybertruck. It was like a hundred bucks, right? Like we find James hundred dollar bet but Chris won't get a Cybertruck. Call it out right now. Two hundred dollar bet. <laughs> I don't even know that, how to respond there. Wait, wait, wait. within one year of James, the Cybertruck release, the listen, within one year of the Cybertruck release, Chris will not get a Cybertruck. Two hundred dollars. This is like broadcast history. I can't, better. I can't take the, I can't take that bet. There's too much of a chaos element of like how much Chris gets indoctrinated by Tesla between now and then. He, he really loves Tesla. Chris. Chris will talk the good game, <laughs> but he's not going to follow through. That's the point of this story. So $200 bet, James. Take it or leave it. Let's go. I tell you what. I will see your $200 bet, and I will raise you an equivalent $200 or more steak dinner in either your area of the country or mine. Okay, Ooh. here's the deal. Here's the bet. $200 that Chris will not get a Tesla Cybertruck. Within no, one I, year, I don't, I don't bet hard cash, but I'll bet, a, I'll bet an equivalently expensive steak dinner. <laughs> this is the bet. I'm just laying it out before you go. Two hundred dollar cash bet that Chris. I'm not done. Just listen to the whole thing, please. A two hundred dollar cash bet that within one year of the Cybertruck release, Chris will not have one. Oh, he will not have purchased one. I mean, because if he paid for it, I want payment. And it's not delivered. That that's considered purchase. Actually, no. He has to accept delivery. Two hundred dollars within one within year one year of the release of the Cybertruck. Chris will not have one, and the loser has to fly to the winner's location and buy Ooh. a two hundred dollar steak dinner. Therefore, if within one year of having a Cybertruck, wait, within one year of the Cybertruck release, Chris has a Cybertruck. I will give you two hundred dollars cash, and I will fly out to see you and take you out for a $200 steak. <laughs> yeah, take that bet. All right. Number two, hold on. If Chris does not have a Cybertruck within one year of the release, you will fly out here, give me $200 cash, and take me out for a $200 sushi, sake, lychee martini dinner. This is right, my that's bet. Wait, hold so, on. That's dependent on Tesla delivering it because yeah, I mean, yeah, like a hundred nine thousand. No, 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 no. You order and submit payment in full. That's considered purchase. This on right, order for a hundred dollars right. is not considered shit to me. Here's a here's a couple <laughs> things. I got a lot of confidence in Chris. So let me just ask you, Chris, do you intend to buy a Cybertruck? 
I do because that's one of the reasons why Brad I've been and I, talking you to and Chris I about, about a freaking new. I've been all talking right, with right. Chris about a new truck for years. He's like, "Oh Brad, man, I'm gonna wait for the I'm next one." Here's the here's the bet I'll I'll accept. I'll pay for the flight to come out there. I'll buy you the most expensive steak hold on, dinner hold on we can a second. find. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You have to like, <laughs> like, why are you going to do this? Like, if Chris I'll, doesn't, that's the, that's the after. This is what I'll do if I lose the bet, and I'll tell you the why. I'll fly out to where you live. If you move, I'll fly wherever you are then. And I'll buy you the most expensive steak dinner we can get in that town. And we'll eat that together. No cash, just that's what I'm going to offer. And I'll do this if within 365 days of the Cybertruck being released, Chris has not purchased the truck. Purchased is defined as having taken out a loan for or paid full cash on the truck. Is not stipulated on delivery of the truck no, based off I of said. its deliverability. Okay. If he purchases the truck with a loan. Oh, this is fun. I, I'm okay. I don't want steak. I want sushi. You said $200 steak. I want $200 Fine. sushi. $200 in sushi. I'll Puffer take you to the best sushi restaurant we can do. And I'll, I'll let you fish. eat your fill on the best sushi in town. Sushi and no, actually steak. No, sushi and drinks. I will <laughs> surf and or turf to your preference at that time. With and liquor. the biggest stipulation on this is you can't write it off. You have to pay with your own money. You can't do this travel expense because I'm going to visit Brad. Oh, yeah, no, no. Okay. This is this is me. This is this is a personal bet, personal cash. And if Dude, if Chris doesn't, if Chris doesn't have it within 365 days, I will fly out there and I will pay $200 for the meal of your choice. I'll give you two like I'll pay up to $200 of whatever you want. If you want to go to Burger King and eat $200 worth of Whoppers and <laughs> Oh my god, that's and, gross. Oh wow. I kind of I so, kind of threw up a little bit in my so mouth the bet there is, you said that. Wow. So the so the bet is fly to the location of the winner and take them out for a meal up to $200 of their choice. This is this is how we more. Agreed. Uh, uh, Bet okay. taken. Done. Bet I'm taken. Gonna, I'm going to title this episode. No, 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 Chris. You? <laughs> it's it's done. It's done. All right. No. So let's. here's an important thing. So, Chris, you want to get a truck. Yes. You want to get a cyber truck already. You were interested in this before gas prices started spiking. Gas prices Absolutely. are spiking. And people right now are Listen saying up. that gas prices are spiking because of Biden and they are saying gas prices are spiking not because of corona, not because of supply chain, not because of any of that stuff, not because of the pandemic, but because Biden is trying to push the social agenda of electric vehicles. That's the conspiracy. What do you think? Yep. Is the government let, okay, trying listen, to get us to do more so electric vehicles and just price us out of buying good old gas guzzlers? Well, that's what the whole global warming. So is Elon Musk in cahoots with Joe Biden? <laughs> is he that's in nuts. cahoots or is he a hoot? I don't know. Crazy as so, hard to but say. Let's go back to this whole that thing. Crazy James, crazy. I need a formal acceptance of this bet because your word is your Accepted, bond with me. We can move on. 
But I know Chris long enough and well enough that he is not buying a truck. He's going to have to get permission. We're he's good. Gonna, oh, man. We're good. The I dangerous game the for you, Brad. Dangerous game for you. Food bets all the time, Brad. I just don't do gas. I don't do. Listen, a food bet, not a big deal. I want to go take, go eat with anybody I like. Me having to pay for the dinner that I want to eat, not a big deal. So that's wanna, that's the space I'm in. Anybody that knows me on this podcast, you want to do a bet with me that has to do that has an end result of us eating together? I'm on board. You want to do a bet that has like some just arbitrary financial thing? Not going to do that. I'm adding one thing to this bet. We have to record it for Chris because we didn't include him in this bet. This is just you and I. So he's not coming it's to dinner. Hey, look. Okay. Oh no, this is just between so, us. This has nothing to do with Chris. This is between so you Chris guys. can watch it. Chris can watch us eat because one of us is eating. Right? No, no. Chris, hey, I will Chris fly isn't out. included in this bet. That's this what is I'm just saying. us getting Chris, together talking yeah, we'll about Chris. Yeah, we'll video it. We'll maybe we'll do a podcast live we'll do, of you and I eating, and Chris we'll do can watch. A, we'll we'll do a FaceTime <laughs> with Chris. So he can. Well, I'll fly it. out whoever is winning. So Chris, it, Chris I, you'll fly out just like you're going to buy a Cybertruck. So sure, yeah. fly out. I, you know what? I tell you what. Either way, we'll have Chris fly out, and I'll say this: I'm we'll, add, fly we'll out. add the stipulation. Chris, if he or Brad, if Chris does get the truck, then then he flies out too. But you still you have to pay for his meal too. If no, he doesn't that's not get the, the bet. truck, my bet is not with Chris. My bet is with you. Yeah, and I'm saying if he instead of doing the $200 cash, you were saying if he gets it, you're back, you gotta pay for James. the meal for all we three of us. We already agreed upon the bet. There is no like if he doesn't, amendment to if this he, bet. If, I'm saying we don't have any for the meal for all three. James, and then if he doesn't get it, I'll denied. pay for the meal for all three. Denied. All right, Chris, you got to buy your own meal. I said he's not going to get it. You said he is. So if he doesn't get it, you fly here. If he does get it, I will fly to the land of the Cheddars. Yeah. So you fly to the land of the Cheddars, and then we're going to all eat together. I'm not paying I'll for Chris. I'll fly wherever. My bet is not with Chris. Chris Chris is on his right. own dime. Hey, Chris, you got to yeah, pay for I'll your fly own stuff. Out. But you'll come join That's us. Fine. I'll join. All right. But Deal it's, done. it's a dangerous game for Brad, man. Because Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna... Chris, Chris, listen to me. Chris. Look. I know you're Go not ahead. buying a truck. I've been listening <laughs> to you talk about buying a truck. truck for like 20 years. All right. <laughs> so deal done. Here's the important thing. Here's uh, the really important, like, life-changing thing. Is the conspiracy theory real? Is Biden just trying to get people to buy electric vehicles? Talk about conspiracy theories. I talk with somebody who has some whack. Well, it has some good what people call conspiracy theories, but to that person, they're not conspiracy theories. Like the it's queen true. of England has been dead for like a year and they're not telling anybody. What? That the war <laughs> against Ukraine isn't really Russia attacking the Ukraine. Right, Taiwan's going so to be that's next. Like, you or the earth like, is this is what I'm saying. We could have a whole episode yeah. on this conspiracy theory of like this individual that I know. And All right, you know what? About Let's drinking baby's blood and all this other stuff, like the the conspiracy theory about those trials. Like I could tell you about all those. Let's let's do this. We're gonna wrap up this episode, and we'll pick up a future episode focused on conspiracy theories. And you know what? There may not be a widget that day. We might just talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, we'll have to try and see if we can get a good guest to join us that can tell us 
why some of these conspiracy theories are true. We can be do anonymous. an anonymous guest. We can change their voice if you get your audio right. All right. James. All right. Let's. But if let's not, look into I can this speak with and see if we said, can get an anonymous guest to give us some input on these conspiracy theories. Because personally, I'll just platform. go ahead and let's let's land the plane on where we land here and what what we think. Land that no. jet fuel. Brad, if they if they may not want it, to do it, then I'll at least record it like with my hands. I'll write it down. Yeah, but but Brad, is is it a conspiracy theory? Is is it true? Do you think Biden is doing this to try and get more electrical vehicles, or do you think it's other causes? The gas pricing? Yeah, I don't think it's because of electric vehicles. No, I don't think so either. Right, I, I can tell so you my belief. I crazy. will tell you, I'm not a conspiracy theorist all, by any all means. All three of us think that it's just regular causes in the market. It's just no, like no, 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 stuff. no. I have, I have my belief, a conspiracy which theory. is not a conspiracy, <laughs> of why. <laughs> of course, nobody that has a conspiracy I will, theory believes it's a conspiracy I will tell theory. you my belief as to why gas prices are so high, why we're doing this big push for college loan forgiveness, why we printed more money within the past 10 years than we had up until that point in time. I, I have all is, this for you. So, and I'm not a conspiracy so Brad, theorist. Is, is, right, is right. belief the same as conspiracy theory? Well, is conspiracy something going against the norms? <laughs> What's the definition of conspiracy, Chris? Hold on. I'm the word guy. Let me look that up. <laughs> hold, hold, on, hold on. Before you go looking this up, I got to know. So why do you think gas prices are as high as they are right now? We will speak about this the next time. Oh conspiracy man, that's pulling is, the this is, next episode conversation. <laughs> this All is right. a two-word night. This is a two-word night, and then I have some thoughts to leave you with. Conspiracy is a noun, a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. The action of plotting or conspiring. Conspiring, excuse me. Words are a little blurry. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to say before we prepare for our next episode of I think this is good we'll pick it up next episode I I, I have a few comments really quick on uh, first of all that bet it's going to be hilarious because just to get put context for listeners Brad and I have spoken about getting pickup truck he got a pickup truck of Tundra um, and And I've been wanting to get a Tundra I did not get a Tundra and here's the reason why because I wanted to get now right like when i'm not a person that want to get something now i wanted tundra was hybrid i I know you is not hybrid i I know you did dude you just said it's the worst gas truck in the world you're backpedaling no 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 your your version the newer version has a hybrid version the new the new one has a hybrid version but i did not want to do like half assed i want to go full like electric right so here we go i'm gonna wait for I'm I'm waiting for that Cybertruck. I know He's Ford's gonna, one's out there, uh, but I don't want Model One. I want Model Two <laughs> because the first one has bugs. I'll take Model Three. No, this is what Model he's Three to say. Tesla. There you go. I'm sorry. But, I'll let uh, you speak, Chris. Go ahead. No, no, you're you're fine because um that is one of the things that I seriously put uh put my name on it because um it's gonna be really nice, man. Chris, this, it's a hundred dollars. If you pull your name out, you get it back. You didn't lose anything. <laughs> I didn't lose. I understand. I didn't lose anything. However, I am dedicated to to waiting for that. That's why I didn't want to get that 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 Tundra. As much as like, you know, Toyota's Toyota, right? They last forever. But that's man. okay, Chris. That's okay because 
There are four things you can't get back in life. A word after it's said, an opportunity after it's missed, time after it's gone, and trust when it's lost. Talk to you next week.